welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and Midlife Career Rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels. Welcome back to another episode of the Midlife Career Rebel podcast. I am... Super excited today to bring you another interview with a midlife career rebel, Miss Catherine Grace O'Connell. Um, this woman is an amazing individual. She has one of the biggest hearts in the world. She's excessively generous and has a passion for really changing the lives of women, particularly midlife women out there in the world. You know, we always joke that we are sisters from another mister. <laughs> Because we've known each other for for several years. And I mean, you know, I often don't connect to people so immediately, but with Catherine, it definitely was that case. And I'm so excited that she's here on the the podcast today. Catherine is an ageism positivist, an empowerment catalyst, and the founder of Forever Fierce Midlife Matters, which is a global Facebook community dedicated to supporting and celebrating the modern midlife woman. And she's the CEO of Modlife. Life Media, which is a female-focused message-based digital media agency where she is passionate about inspiring and empowering women at midlife and beyond and to master modern midlife by mastering themselves, which I totally love. That is some badass shit right there. (laughs) That is badass shit. We're going to start off with some four-letter words. Yes. I love it. I love it. So, you know, like I know the story, but I would love for you to share the journey for you, like the story from, you know, what sparked you to go from everyday Catherine to fierce revolutionary, you know, Catherine. Because I think people are so used to seeing the end of the story, right? Seeing all the glitz and the glamour, they don't realize that it is a process, it is a struggle to go from A to B. It's a commitment to self and and to what it is that you want to accomplish. And I would love for you to just tell the story of how you just developed this amazing global empire. Thank you so much. And I love, I'm so inspired by your sign behind you, Embrace Your Inner Rebel, because I really do believe that every single woman has one. And I believe that midlife really is the gateway really for giving ourselves permission to tap into that more authentic self that's been in there all along. Apologize for Moxie, you know, making a little noise here. So my story, it's sort of the every woman's story. Obviously, we all have our own unique personal journey, but there's a universal story in there. And so mine was really, really being silenced at an early age and, you know, spending the the rest of my life really trying to figure out who I was and finding that authentic voice, which came at midlife through a journey through Lyme disease. I had late stage Lyme disease. By the time I was diagnosed in spring of 2014, I basically was a dead woman. It was in my brain, had been there for over 10 years, and the doctors traced it back through two cases of spinal meningitis that were 10 years apart. So that's how we kind of... So by the time, 
you know, I was heard. It took a long time to be believed because I looked fine on the outside, but I was literally dying on the inside, metaphorical as well as literal. So fast forward that year, I spent a year bedridden, seizures, unable to walk down under 100 pounds mm. and a near-death experience on 11-11-14 that I survived. And I have to say, I was so confused. I was not someone who was dying to live at that point, I was ready to go. At least I believed that to be true. But clearly there was a higher part inside of me, my higher self that said, hey, wait a minute, there's something waiting for you. So I made it through this near-death experience. It didn't mean like all of a sudden it was, ah, and, you know, angels appeared and I was fine. I was still in the same physical condition, mm. still in the same real psychological condition. So I had a big, big inner journey to fight the good fight to be able to get myself up walking, you know, healthy. And I did, um, I kind of let the doctors go and I did it myself and I did it really by unwinding the stories inside of me. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but I sat across from one of the top infectious disease specialists in LA. And he said to me, yes, you have Lyme disease. Yes, it's really serious. But the bigger issue is the trauma. And I think many women can relate to that. So what that really means is, you know, there's a there's a time in a woman's life where she has to take responsibility for what she is telling herself. And so trauma is one thing. When trauma happens to us, that the nature of trauma is it bypasses the conscious memory and it gets stored in our subconscious. And we attach a message and a meaning to it. So for me, that message and meaning was I was powerless. I was silenced. I was to do as I was told. I was to smash my dreams down and live an inauthentic life, someone else's life, and do, you know, things that really were not authentic to me or to my soul's journey. And so I had to start unwinding the trauma, unwinding what happened to me, unwinding also my allowing it. And again, it's not blame and judgment, but it is going, okay, at some point I was disempowering myself to the point of literally almost losing my life. Wow. That is so powerful. I mean, it's one of the things that I talk a lot about on this podcast is around your mindset and how what is what it was happening in your mind and the narratives and the stories that are buried deep within that we just assume are true that we just have to follow you know these these ideas are just lies that have been stored within us that we have to overcome and i love that you talked about that even though physically yeah there's something going on but there's something still that you can do there's something still in your control there's still power that you have to be able to move through it and get to the other side of it so i think that's amazing so after all of this, how did you decide to start Forever First Media and, and where did all that come from? I mean, how did you pull out of that and to do this amazing work? Yeah. It, it certainly didn't happen overnight, but you know, if we it met, never does. <laughs> that's right. So fast forward to spring of 2015, and it wasn't like I was suddenly fine. I was going in and out. Like some days, of course, like anybody else, I would be like, okay, I've got this. Next day, I'd be back in bed again, you know, like so frustrated. And so my daughter came over, and I could literally barely walk around the block. And she wanted to really shake and awaken me. So she said, hey, mom, what would you do if you were well? And I said, I travel, I travel the world. And I'm like, what? Like, it was literally like another being inside of me with this voice. I'm like, where did that come from? So in that moment, I put my computer aside because normally when you are in a life-threatening situation, much of your time is spent looking for answers and solutions and how other 
people did it, but what that does is keeps you trapped in illness. So there was a part of me, a bigger part of me that wanted to be well. In order to be well, I couldn't think sick. I couldn't be sick. Even if that was my current reality, my future self really had a different story planned. And that story was one around wellness. So I think of illness and wellness as two circles, a light and a dark, like my sweater here, one light, (laughs) one dark. If you are to be well, there cannot be a tippy toe in the dark. There cannot be a tippy toe of your energy in the illness. So in that moment, I decided I was going to be well. I decided I was going to travel around the world. Okay. I never did it, but the bottom line is I went from not being able to walk around the block to creating this whole, you know, uh, global revolution, shall we say, for women at midlife and beyond. And this really stemmed from that moment where my daughter sparked something in me that I didn't know existed. And so from that, she was like, mom, put on your clothes. We're going to start taking pictures. We're going to start an Instagram. I'm like, Instagram, what's that? Hashtags, what are that? I had no idea of any of this. But suddenly I had a bit of a purpose and my daughter, you know, nudging me behind me and saying, Hey, you got this, you can do this. So from that, I instantly had people reaching out from all over the world saying, you know, tell me your story. How are you doing this? I have Lyme disease. I have a chronic illness. Can you help me? And so in that year, I spoke to over 200 people personally on the phone and helping others really what helped me to help myself. And it gave me a purpose so much bigger than me. And through that, I really began to heal. And, you know, when we tap into our purpose in life, it really has this this amazing healing power within us. So from that, I, you know, launched the Fierce 50. As you know, you were part of the Fierce 50 and bringing really women over 50 at that point together, sharing our stories through our hearts and conducting, creating community connection, celebration for something that really wasn't being celebrated. And from there, it was forever fierce revolution at that time. Now midlife matters. And now we have over 8,000 women around the world, all through word of mouth alone, really showing us that women at midlife and beyond. So we changed it from over 50 to midlife and beyond to really open and embrace all women of all ages to show them that they deserve to be celebrated. They deserve to be relevant. They deserve Mm -hmm. to have their voices heard. They deserve to be seen. We're no longer invisible um, as long as we don't buy into that and we celebrate together. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I love that it started with this question, what would you do if you were well? Like, like that is so, I think we don't ask ourselves those type of questions. We don't ask ourselves, you know, looking beyond the circumstance that you're in, if you were in the circumstance you wanted to be, what would you do? And then what's so powerful is to step into that. Like you said, and to step into your future self means you have to let go of where you are now, right? You have to almost own who that is today so that you can do the work that she needs to do and not be stuck in where you are right now. And like you said, not having one drop of that. And then created this massive global movement that has just helped so many people. And since then, what you've been in, you've been in New York Fashion Week. You've been featured in Good Housekeeping. You have been interviewing some major players around the world. I mean, your voice and the work that you have done has been so impactful and so inspiring. And so it's been amazing to watch. But I want to get back to this idea, you know, of mindset, because like I said, I talk a lot about that, particularly fear, 
fear that holds women back from going after what they want, fear of the unknown of the other side. If they were to not stay in, well, I know this illness or I know this, right? Sometimes we get in what I call the comfort fallacy of like, this is where, you know, I need to stay. And it's scary to break out of that, to step into something that you have no idea on the other side, what will happen or what it means. How were you able to break free from that? Or did you have like fear along the way? Like you said, it wasn't an overnight journey. Sure. I think it's so important to, you know, be real. I think, I think, at least in my experience, unless you're an enlightened being, you have fear. And fear is, if you think about it energetically, fear is a contraction, right? So it's a contraction of our energy and it keeps us stuck in that comfort zone, which is really an uncomfortable comfort zone because in order to get to that future self, we actually have to break out of that comfort zone. So You know, I have been on a deeply spiritual path for 30 plus years, as you talked about the mind-body connection, you know, be it spirituality, whatever. It's tapping into that deeper self inside, that deeper voice inside. So when I would get into a space of fear, I would really confront that inside of me. Like, what am I telling myself? Because usually when we're in fear, we are making up a story, right, about our own limitations, about what we can do and we, we can't do. And how the heck do we know what we can do or can't do if we haven't done it, right? So, Amen. Yeah, right? <laughs> ourselves back. And the truth is our future self, our dreams pull us forward. So if we allow those stories, we're, we're going backwards. We are exactly the opposite direction of that future self of those dreams that we have in our hearts. And they're real. To me, that is the voice of our soul, our higher self, whatever you want to call it, speaking to us and say, hey, pay attention. So fear is a natural part of that. If you can accept that and then realize when you're in fear, just look at those stories. What am I telling myself that's making me shrink, that's making my energy contract, that's making me fearful because you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What what other challenges? I mean, you've done this work now with so many women. I mean, you started with 200, now there's 8,000, you know, plus in your community consistently growing. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges women have around just really stepping into their lives and the careers that they have desired and know that they deserve and want to go after, but particularly in midlife feel like, yeah, it's just, I might as well stay where I'm at or it's too late or whatever, you know, stories that they're telling themselves. Like, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that keep us stuck and not moving forward? Well, thank you for that. And I think you just hit on the number one one where we're just, we're telling ourselves things. We're telling ourselves, oh, it's too late. Well, if you think about it, you know, it wasn't that long ago that midlife or what we call now 40, 50 really was closer to the end of our life. Now we're literally living what 80 to 85 years is the average life expectancy. So if we're at 40 or 50, we're about halfway there, maybe a little bit more. So we have tons of life left to live. And if we look at it that way, instead of, oh, it's too late, think of how much you can do in a year, five years, 10 years. And I know when you start putting our future out five or 10 years, you can lose the the um, urge in the now. But if you start picturing yourself five or t- 10 years from now, and you get that future self literally joining in with that that, you know, that dream inside of you, that future self that's saying, hey, what about me? In five or 10 years, you can literally have an entirely new life and an entirely new self. And we've shown it scientifically from our cells, right? We can, re- we regenerate ourselves every seven years. So that's our brain cells and the re- that mind-body connection is real. So I would say, again, question your beliefs. If there is something and you're saying to yourself, oh, 
you know, it's, it's too late. Most likely you have been programmed by all the ageist, you know, messages out there, which they are everywhere. But those are old messages from older times. You know, my mom's generation, my grandmother's generation, you know what, they were going on pensions or, you know, it really was retiring, not rewiring. And you are all about rewiring, which means thinking differently, which means creating new healthy brain cells and brain patterns that allow us then to move forward and not stay backwards. So I would just say question, question, question yourself. Live those questions. Ask yourself questions. And inside of you, you're going to get an answer, not one from a mind that created, you know, these things like fear to hold us back, but really from a deeper part of yourself. And follow that. Follow your intuition. Spend time, you know, being quiet, getting grounded and, you know, listening to those deeper parts of yourself. And then act on those. I think one of the biggest things that we face is we may have an idea, an inspiration, and we don't act on it. Fierce 50 was literally an inspiration. It came through me in a yoga class. It was like, go do this now, this booming voice to bring 50 women together, you know, over the age of 50, literally all these details. I heard them and most people would go, and I did too, go, what? Like, how do I do that? I have no idea how to do this. I'm new in this world. But I literally, I acted on it. I left the yoga class. I got on the phone. I called some bloggers. We made this happen in a matter of a few weeks, none of us having any idea how to do it. So the majority of people will let that message go and go, oh, that's crazy. I can't do that. But yeah, maybe you don't know how to do it right now, but doing it will show you how to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what brought us together and all these women all over the world. So act on that inspiration, especially when you know you have a feeling it's coming from a deeper part of yourself. Yes. You are just dropping gold on here. I love it. I love it. And that is so true. I call it the treachery of the how. Like we get this idea and then our brains are like, what? And they freak out. And then we get stuck in the, well, how can I do it? I don't know how to do it. So I'm not going to do it. But what you said is so true. It's like the knowing comes in the doing. Like that's how you figure it out by going after, going after it and doing it. And, and you know, what you talked about too, the, all the messages that, you know, that are fed to us as women, as women in midlife. And I know part of your work, you know, as an activist is to really go against that. And you even have a media company that really, you know, challenges that narrative out there. What type of things, you know, have you been seeing or, 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 you know, against women at midlife and how have you been kind of combating that, you know, using your media company to be able to do that? Well, I think that the number one thing, honestly, is, again, getting women out of our own way. And I don't mean that in a blame or shame way. I mean that from a messaging standpoint. So we have messages all around us. All the advertising, for the most part, is showing, you know, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds. And if you see somebody over 50, they usually have silver hair and they're to represent every single woman over 50. I don't have silver hair. So I don't like, it's, it, it isn't representative of us. And so that automatically, even though it's great, we're, we're broadening a teeny bit, putting silver haired women in there. It's still a stereotype. So there's stereotypes everywhere and stereotypes exist because we are not challenging them. So it is up to us. Anytime we say, like someone says, oh, you look beautiful. Yeah, for my age. You know, those kind of things, our own buying into stereotypes, buying into an ages culture. So it's like, no, I look great. 
period. I mean, I feel great. I am great. I am capable of all these things. I don't have to just be, you know, uh, in ads for wheelchair lifts and medications. I can be out there showing that, you know, I'm 60 and I still paddleboard and, you know, swim in 50 degree weather. Excuse me. So I think it's really up to us to bust those myths and stereotypes and stigmas. And every single time, you know, just be really aware of our own language around the things we say about ourselves and about others, or even when we're thinking about others, judging them for whatever reason. For the most part, ageism begins with us and ends with us. Yeah. Ah, Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Now, how do you handle or or have you even had any issues? But, you know, there's oftentimes when we go against the grain, when we try to go after our dreams, there's a lot of naysayers, a lot of haters, a lot of people who are trying to dissuade you that it's too hard, it's too much, so on and so forth, right? Because I always say that people can't see beyond their own limitations. And so when you try to do something beyond what they can see, they're like, whoa, Nelly, that's too much. Have you had that experience? And what have you done to just like shield them out or cut them out just so that you could keep moving forward and keeping your vision at the North Star for you? Sure. I mean, we live in this crazy world of social media, right? So there's a lot of haters out there. all experienced it. But I think the number one thing is, it's something I learned in my master's in spirituality program, which is basic psych 101 is about projections, right? Negative and positive projections. So a negative projection is you're doing something amazing and I'm triggered on the inside. I have a wound or a belief inside of me that I can't do what you're doing. So I'm going to trigger my, my negativity is going to spew onto you, but it doesn't belong to you. So when someone is triggered and their you know internal negative emotion are spilling onto you, know immediately that has nothing to do with you. You're the trigger. You're not the cause. And their negative beliefs are separate and apart from you. So if anything, take that as fuel and go, hey, you know, that's what you believe. That's not what I believe. I'm going to power through this and I'm going to show you, you know, what I can do for me. And the other part of that is there is a positive side to you on positive projections. So there's there's a thing called like, let's say that woman, let's say I'm triggered by somebody else and I see her doing something amazing and I feel insecure. So I project something negative onto her. If you were to back that situation up and look at it again from a psychological perspective, I can't see what isn't in me. So if she's doing amazing things, that is inside of me too. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you feel uh, you know, lack of self-worth and somebody is triggering you in a negative way, step back and go, oh, I can do that too because I can't see that in her if it's not in me and shift that in that moment. And that's literally how we change the world. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that. Great advice. Great advice. So I'm curious, what advice would you give women who are sitting on the fence, who are, you know, have that idea, like you said, and uh, are sitting with the how and, and wondering what to do? How would you, how would you suggest or advise them to gently kind of get off that fence and keep moving forward? Sure. I think of midlife this whole period like a trapeze. So you've got what the one end you're standing (laughs) on, you've got the other end like you got to get to, right? And in that whole space in between is this big unknown and you got to jump off one and go in the unknown to be able to get to the other one, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say jump. I mean, jump. You know, first of all, that net is there. There's, There's 
either something inside of you or people around you who are going to support you and catch you. But to get to the other side, you have to go through this, like where it's like the butterflies and all this stuff and the not knowing. We're not meant to know. We're meant to figure it out ourselves. And in that figuring out, we can be a light for others too. We didn't know how to get from, you know, the the point A to point B. But once we get to point B, then there are all these other people. We have now opened up this universe going, oh, she can do it. She didn't know how to do it. So None of us know how. We don't know how until we actually do it. So you got to jump in order to do it, in order to go through the how. But no, fear is part of it. Questioning yourself is part of it. Having people, like you said, spew negativity is part of it. We have a brain wired for negativity bias. Like that's part of the human struggle. So it's, you know, when you're experiencing fear and that and that questioning yourself, just know that's all part of the process to get from that initial point you know, going through the unknown and you're going to get to the other side as long as you keep moving forward and don't allow those things to stop you in the process. I love that. I love that. There's a comedian I love named Cat Williams who said, if you don't, if you don't have, you know, haters or people coming at you for what you're doing, then you're doing something wrong. So, you know, so count it as a blessing. Bring it on. You know, like you say, use it as fuel, right? To help you. One of the things that I believe really strongly in, and, and I think we share this, is that community is so powerful to 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 you know, we're not we're not isolated individuals. And when you really have a tribe of people who are really with you and support you and are like-minded and moving in the right direction, it could be so powerful, particularly as women. You know, the the collaborative feminine power, I think, of of us as women is just completely unstoppable. But I would love to hear, you know, your thoughts around not only community, but you know, also having like coaches and, and mentors and people that can really help you move forward. Because I think I think with strong, smart, intelligent women, sometimes we think we have to figure it out all on our own. And if we can't figure it out, then we internalize that as something's wrong with us, as opposed to really asking for help. I think in a lot of ways, we've been socialized not to because it means we're not strong or tough or smart enough or whatever. So I would love to get your perspective on what it means to get a coach, a mentor, reaching out to someone to say, listen, you're a little bit further along or you're doing some fabulous things. I would love to get your support or help or or things of that nature. Have you utilized different coaches and mentors along your journey? And what is your thought and belief around getting that level of support? Of course, I love what you do. I love, there's a million wonderful women out there mentoring or coaching other women. So obviously, anytime we can link arms and we can, you know, be that light for the person, you know, behind us that perhaps isn't where we are in our journey, be it a mentorship or a coach. And coaching, obviously, there are many different facets of coaches, be it a life coach or what you do, you know, in career coaching and really helping women because, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? And if we have someone who has walked that path, who can share those things with with us and also catch us when we fall, meaning be it literally, again, or metaphorically, when we're starting to go into fear and going, I can't do that and shrinking back, they can go, hey, I was there. Like, I, I know exactly how you're feeling right now. And this is all you need to do. And I'm right here to, you know, pull you forward. Again, that coach is is the higher higher part of yourself or your dream that's pulling you forward when you have that you know natural uh, inclination to go backwards that coach is there to help you light the way share tools resources guidance maybe connect you with other people and the other part of that is we live in a crazy time right now the whole mm-hmm. pandemic that you know 2 years plus it, we're in 
So the way our brain is wired, our brain is wired for connection. So right now we're very disconnected. So we need that connection more than ever. Uh, we've the brain shows us science scientific research that you know if we have maybe a penchant toward depression and we have we're in isolation, we're going to slip now into despair. So mm-hmm. connection is the way of you know stopping that in its tracks. Really, connection is unbelievably powerful. So connection through a mentor connection through a coach, connection through a community, connection via, you know, celebrating each other and our resources, sharing those with one another is literally transformative. And you talk about that mind-body connection. It keeps you in a really positive space and helps you from slipping backward, which we can do when we're on our own. I love that. I love that. So I I would love, you know, I I ask people because, you know, I have this Midlife Career Rebel podcast. Like, what what do you think? What does that word mean to you? What does it mean to be a Midlife Career Rebel? Well, I think to be a rebel, we're bucking the system, right? We're bucking the trend. We're bucking the culture. We are literally uh, busting out of that comfort zone and showing other women that they can rebel too. And I think there's an outer rebellion and an inner rebellion. And the biggest rebellion that we'll ever face is the one inside of ourselves, in our mind, mm, yeah. in our hearts that are holding us back. So our heart really is what tells us the truth. And our minds are what make up all kinds of stories and, and lies and things. And again, know that we're programmed that way. Like literally, our brain has a negativity bias. So we're going to hook on to the negative rather than the positive. So it's up to us to change that. And that is changeable. So we have to rebel from our own self on the inside. And that self is our small self, our ego self. That ego is designed to keep us small. Our ego is designed to keep us in the comfort zone. So anytime we feel that, I like to think of it like that uh, warmer, colder game we play when we're kids. There's expansion and there's contraction. The expansive self is always our higher self. Our contracted self is always our ego. So anytime we're in fear, immediately that's the wrong place inside. It's coming from the wrong message. So we have to challenge that. So anytime we feel contracted, stressed, worried, um, in the past, any of that, we need to challenge that, rebel against what we're telling ourselves on the inside in order to push forward and go toward that future self in our dreams. I love it. I love it. So much fabulousness. You are just a wealth of wisdom. You know, I see why you are just changing lives and empowering women to do amazing things. I mean, thank you so much, so much for sharing your wisdom and for being here. What's next for you? What's on the horizon? Good question, sister. Well, you're my TED Talk. Like, oh, here I am bowing to you. So I am working on a TED Talk right now. And oh, fabulous. Book. Yeah, so those, it's time to like, take things to another level. And maybe you'll be my little mentor, a uh, <laughs> mentor, mentor with all kinds of massive wisdom and, you know, decades of experience in this. Cause really finding my voice is one thing. Now it's, we find our voice, but we need to use our voice out there to really, you know, spark women and wake them up and get them to be this rebel on the inside. So that's my next part of my journey. And I can't wait to follow in your footsteps. I love that. How can people find this community or be a part of it? So uh, Forever Fierce Midlife Matters is on Facebook. So you can find it there. You can find it on my website, KatherineGraceO.com. You can also find it on Instagram at KatherineGraceO. Everything is linked in there, my link and profile. And my podcast is there as well. So pretty much anything that I'm doing is on my website, KatherineGraceO.com 
or you can, um, like I said, want to join the community, come on over to Forever Fierce Midlife Matters. We are the tribe with the kind vibe and we'll be there waiting with open arms and open hearts. I love it. And I'll definitely put all of the links in the show notes so that you can access it. So Catherine, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. This was inspirational, magical, empowering, and all all the things. So thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and keep rocking this, this crazy world that we're in right now. You're doing amazing things to empower women and I'm deeply inspired by you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, listen, that's all we have for you today, Rebels. If you love this episode and are loving this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friend, colleagues, or anyone else who you think would love to hear it. I mean, the inspiration and wisdom dropped today alone is just something you want to replay and listen to again and again so it sinks in. So until next time, have an amazing rebellious week. See you next time. Hey, if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.carolparkerwalsh.com forward slash career dash rebel dash academy. I can't wait to see you there.